Welcome to Theory of Conspiracy. Don't adjust your headset you are listening to three northern lads from the UK talking about their own beliefs whilst challenging each other's. Hi, I'm Andy the Skeptic. Hello, I'm Carlos. I believe. If you would like to support the podcast, please talk about this with your friends or give us a review on iTunes. You can comment or contribute at TheoconPod, that's at T-H-E-O-C-O-N. P O D, or check the link in the podcast description. Hi, Theocons. Welcome to the penultimate episode for season one. We're recording and publishing episode 19 a lot sooner than normal. I know we've only just released episode 18, but we feel like the content in this show is time sensitive and very relevant. Carlos thinks I'm very passionate about this topic, but actually, I'm just really angry (laughs) (laughs) about, about the stupidity of the British public. That's probably a bit harsh, but there we go. Yeah, and the responsibility of certain people in the limelight in the British press. Uh, yeah, they've got a lot to blame for as well. Or they've got a lot to answer for, I should say. And we've got a lot to cover since the Corona Part 2 episode, which was way back in April. And it was actually episode 6, I believe. The public is going crazy on so- the, the unrest on TV, the unrest on social media. The arrest, uh, unrest uh, uh, on the public domains and the, the streets of the United Kingdom. So I just thought, yeah, we need to get this out because all our, literally our podcast, the one what spikes is pretty much anything to do with coronavirus. Is clearly people are looking for information or alternative decisions or different mindsets or just different uh, outlooks on what's going on. Because I think people are confused and that's that's what i was just talking that the the unrest which is uh, across the united kingdom at the moment and it, it it says a lot the way you just opened up and on your opening sort of dialogue or monologue you want to call it and it's like um i think you're you're speaking for a lot of people out there at the moment uh, yeah i'm sure i'm sure you are as well carlos because uh, everywhere i look um i am seeing these alternative theories and these I'll probably mention it a few times. I don't know what what else to call it, but I'm just going to call it COVID deniers. <laughs> where you know, I'm not saying they're denying that COVID exists, but there's some sort of stat or rule or something they don't agree with. I won't and, say deniers. I'll just say I just say it's sort of like it's one of the things that you either believe it or you don't. And it's like it, it's 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 hard to say uh, black or white, but you either accept there's there's some or there's a kind of undercurrent or there's a crazy virus out there and everybody's going to die. I think that's the bit where the it's I know it's it's hard to put people into two categories but you're either A or you're B. You you there's no C. There's definitely no C. All right. Yeah, before we crack on on the final episode of season 1 then. Um episode 20, we're going to record this on the 7th of October uh, in the same style we're doing now for the podcast listeners that are just getting this in audio format we're actually doing this on live on twitch um so we've got a chat room uh people can log on uh and contribute and ask questions while the podcast is actually happening like me you often think of questions as you listen to podcasts and wish you, the host would answer it there and then well yeah now you can uh we're probably going to record all our future sessions live on twitch um yeah, you can join the feed, ask anything you want in the chat room, and you might also get a mention 
in the final edit. So that's the 7th of October. So Wednesday, 8.30 to 9, UK start time. So uh, see you there and keep an eye on the social media for the season two announcements. We've got a growing list of topics. And if you have one, feel free to send it to us via social media. Uh, Usual links are all in the show notes. Uh, In fact, we've probably got more suggestions than we have for episodes for season two. But, you know, it'll help towards season three. And if we know that you're interested in one of the episodes we've got on the list, we'll obviously bump it up into season two. We did we did that in season one as well. We actually changed one of the topics because a listener and a subscriber suggested something, and we just changed it literally within twenty four hours. So it's it's because there's things out there where we think that people want to talk about, but then people may suggest a certain subject or what's hot and what's not, and people sort of and we could just sort of because obviously I read all sorts of stuff, and you're you're a great researcher as well, Andy. So we, we could always just divert and just change our uh, podcast uh, schedules literally overnight so yeah any suggestions is welcome talking of season two and the downtime um you know we're not going to have that big a break um i've got some well i don't know if it's going to go ahead with the uh, lockdown situation but uh we've got a a little uk break planned for the um school holidays at the end of october i'm starting a new job in november and then we've got christmas so we're probably looking at coming back in january um if we're lucky uh but yeah we'll we'll fill that we'll fill the space in between with a couple of bonus episodes and uh guys if you if you do like it we'd really love you know a a review on itunes or a like or a follow somewhere yeah you know just just tell your friends about the podcast uh yeah, two guys from Manchester. We'd love, yeah, we'd love the Manchester scene to get a bit more behind us. So, well, hopefully, we'll be able to take the podcast on tour because, uh, like you just mentioned, due to the corona, we don't know what because we had ideas of taking it different landmarks around the United Kingdom. So, uh, but with the current climate, we don't know what can happen. Before we start, I just want to say that the content for tonight's episode has been inspired by a lot of different people's Facebook com- conversations and posts that I've been involved with. Some posts have frustrated me as I saw what I considered to be potentially harmful views for reasons that hopefully will become obvious when we get into the meat and bones of tonight's episode. But all of my posts and reactions were meant to be purely topical debate, but I must admit to potentially offending one friend who's since deleted me and blocked me from the post. Listen up, this is the main bit. You've had a lot of... um debates on social media so much or you've been actually talking to me some of your debates have been gone on for three or four days and uh, one of the things longer you than said that, to, mate. probably even longer than that uh, one of the things what came up and you sent me like a literally a bullet point of all the stuff that people come and i'm sort of like can ask you some of these questions and obviously i'll thought provoke and also challenge you in some of the your answers you give us but a lot of you said a lot of people have been sort of coming back at you by saying more people die from the flu and pneumonia at the moment than COVID-19. And what have you said about that? So, yeah, yeah, so I've, I have been seeing that. In fact, I'm just going to share a graphic on the chat room. If you're a podcast listener, we will put this on social media or you can go on to YouTube or Twitch and have a look at the video, see the graphic. But I'm going to talk you through it if you're listening to this. It's from a newspaper article. I'm not sure what the newspaper is. Um, it basically has got a list of um, causes of death, basically, 
that compare to the coronavirus. So, for example, it says cancer. The approximate daily average deaths are 450 deaths. Dementia, 214. Heart disease, 174. Stroke, 99. Flu and pneumonia, 89. Coronavirus, 21. It says the latest seven-day daily average. Suicide, 18. Accidents at home, 16. Road accidents, 5. Uh, the road accident one, one is quite funny because uh, I've seen quite a lot of everyone goes, oh, if you've had a test and you've been uh, hit by a bus, they put down you've died as corona. But we'll come back to that because it's a completely hmm. different subject. Um, so I saw this graph. It was Again, it was posted on the chat of social media in reply to something I'd said. Uh, I've, I've also seen a very similar one from the, Daily, uh, from the Telegraph and the Daily Mail, a slightly different um, stats. Um, but they were all taken around the 18th of September quoting similar stats for the week of the 1st to the 7th of September. We're now 20 days or um, almost three weeks later. Yeah, three weeks later since those figures were published, right? So I wanted to know where did the flu and pneumonia figures come from and why were they lumping them together? So I did a bit of research on the pneumonia figures. And like I say, it's, it's hard. it was hard to nail it down where exactly they got it from. But a sort of like a rough average of the last few years was about 29,000 deaths from pneumonia a year. That averages out to 79 deaths per day. Therefore, they've added, if they've added that to the flu figure, flu must only be about 10 deaths per day, right? Because they've combined it to 89, all right? Actually, right, when I then dug into the flu figures to try and correlate it, yeah. uh, it was the flu figures, they, they fluctuated massively. So the flu figures ranged in just in like the last 10 year period from 170,000 deaths from flu in just England and that equals 47 deaths per day if you average it out but if you look at 2019 total deaths from flu was only 1,692 and that's an average of 4.6 per day so they've come up with this other number roughly about 10 by it looks like and they've added it to the pneumonia figure and they've lumped it together to make it look much a bigger number because obviously flu is just a different it's the brother or sister of covid you know they're both flu viruses right they are they are a coronavirus aren't they they are some form of coronavirus yeah uh, not corona they're a covid are they yeah but um but should we even be comparing pneumonia with covid okay okay Pneumonia attacks the lungs, right? Yeah. But also on this graph, you've got cancer, you've got heart problems, you've got dementia, right? You can't walk around with cancer <laughs> and pass it on yeah. to people by breathing on something that they might touch, right? Pneumonia is contagious, yes. But just like a, a, a cold or flu, it's caused by infectious microbes. But pneumonia is not contagious when the cause is uh, related to a type of poisoning like the inhalation of chemicals or chemical fumes, right? Pneumonia is, uh, can also be caused by bacteria, virus, or fungi, right? Some of these do spread from person to person, right? So may be contagious uh, if, you have, if you have the right type of it that's the contagious type. However, not even though it is contagious, not everyone will develop pneumonia when exposed to it, whereas everybody does seem to get develop COVID when exposed to it. There's a big difference between pneumonia 
and COVID or the flu, right? It's it's a bit dodgy to, you know, people just, oh yeah, pneumonia, and they just jump to the conclusion, oh, that's an everyday thing, you know? Also, pneumonia is treatable if you catch it early enough. All the types that I've mentioned, the bacteria, the virus, yeah. the fungus, yeah. they're all treatable, okay? If you catch it quick enough, you can you can get over it. At the moment, can't really do that with COVID, although, you know, it's a bit unfair. That you know, there's new things. There's you can have blood fusions and all this sort of stuff with that, uh, with the anti, uh, what's it called? That's in your blood. The antibodies. That was it, uh, Bobby. Thanks. Uh, just had a question in the chat room, Carlos. I'll read it out, and then I'm gonna. I'll come back to the rest of my thing about these actual numbers. Right. So, Bathfit Bob says, "What does it matter, Andy? The death figures have been virtually uh, negligible for three months at least. We're almost in full lockdown again. At the death numbers are next to nothing." If you believe we're in serious danger, wear a mask and you're safe, right? Let everyone else live their lives as they did before COVID. All right. Um, I'll come back to that, Bathfit. Um, Bathfit also says vaccines are not a cure. Uh, we've had vaccines for flu. Shitloads of people die from flu still. Yeah, that's true. Because not everybody gets the flu vaccine. Let me just go back to these numbers on this uh, graphic that I'm sharing then about the, the, you know, the cancer, the stroke and all this. So. These numbers, there's a flaw with these numbers. I'll tell you what the flaw is. So the numbers in red for all the other conditions other than coronavirus are daily averages, you know, calculated by yearly totals. So they basically go, right, this many thousand died per year, divided by 365, that's your daily average. Fine, yeah. no, no problem with that. The coronavirus 21 is not an average of corona. It's just... An average from the last seven days. So, in the first week of September, fair enough, the deaths were really low because the UK was at an all-time low for infections and deaths. But no, the figures they don't matter. Today's figures they don't matter. It's the number. It's the number of people who are going to be dying if infections keep rising as they are. It's the number of people that are dying in three, four, five, six, seven weeks. However long it takes for more and more people to contract it, get symptoms, get ill from it, end up in hospital on ventilators and dying from it. So people forget that in April, 9,000 weekly deaths from COVID during April, right? Compare that to flu and pneumonia in the same period, 2,000. Now tell me that flu and pneumonia, more people die from flu and pneumonia than do corona, right? So, yeah, coming back to the stats again, if you want to get your calculators out, as of Saturday the 26th of September, there were 36,765 deaths in England, right? I just looked at the England stats. Now divide that by 201 days since the first UK death, and you get a daily average of corona of 196. Now put that on your chart, right? 196 sits below cancer at 450, below dementia at 214. But it's above heart disease, it's above stroke, it's above flu pneumonia, it's above all the others. So that's how you compare stats. You don't cherry pick your stats and pick the week where the lowest amount of deaths happened. Fair enough, the rates have gone down, I understand that, right? This is three weeks ago. This is the last thing I'm going to say on this before we move on, Carlos, and you can have a word as well. But if you look at the figures from Friday the 25th of September... Yeah. regarding hosp- hospitalized cases and people on ventilators people patients in hospital 
with COVID, 1,616. That was up 575 from the previous week. People on a ventilator, 228. That is up 104 people from the previous week. It's doubled. The amount of people on a ventilator last week doubled from the people on a ventilator the week before. That's where your stats are going up. This is why it's flawed. You know, this is why there's a, there's a now an upwards curve. So I don't know if you've got anything to say on, on those stats, Carlos, or... Not on them particular stats, but one thing I will add to it is because obviously the the curve is going up, but then the question would be mor- uh, do- uh, doctor's morality. It's because uh, there was a doc- documentary, there was a podcast with Elon Musk, and Elon Musk was saying doctors are in that conundrum now. Do they manipulate uh, figures, tests to get the... Because obviously a lot of hospitals are running at 30% capacity. 50% capacity and a lot of their fellow doctors and nurses and porters and cleaners are being furloughed or overtime's being cut back. So he's saying that the yeah. doctors now are in conundrums to say, if I put this patient on uh, life support, if I do this with this doctor, so with this patient and that patient, I can get the medical bill through the roof and then my fellow colleagues won't be furloughed or lose their jobs. So it's Yes, I understand that the figures are going up, but how can you really trust them figures are correct and they're not being fudged? It's like, because obviously we all know that sometimes a police officer or a traffic warden has targets. They, they'll say no, but they know they've got targets to do per day, how many people they stop for speed and how many people they get for traffic. So maybe the uh, doctors and or hospitals have been told you need to at least diagnose 10 COVID patients every single day. I don't care how you get it, but you need to get them figures. Yeah, I like that. I've, Carlos, I've not heard that one before. So, The boys will be back after these short messages. You can help support the podcast or keep in touch with the boys by following them on Twitch and subscribing on YouTube. Please check the link in the show notes when you get a moment. Twitch.tv forward slash TheoConPod. Now, back to the topic. Sorry about that podcast listeners. Um... My internet went down and we've had to resume recording on the following day. So it's Monday, the 28th of August. Um, I just about captured Carlos asking me a question and I'll just pick up where we were left off. So Carlos, before my internet did go down, you asked me if I thought doctors maybe had targets of COVID deaths to reach and were misreporting numbers. I often also get told from naysayers shall we say that um if you have a test and die of something unrelated 28 days later or within 28 days you're listed as covid um this is that whole question that you answered me and that little bit i've just added three has got three main points i want to address so firstly targets um or like pressure to increase numbers like traffic wardens have to uh no I don't think that's what's happening. Uh, I can't give you any evidence to prove that it doesn't happen, but I also bet there's no evidence to show that it is happening. Um, that you know, that's my short and simple answer. No, no, on that it, one, it's, unfortunately, no, it's, it's a it's a great answer. It's just sort of, it's like nobody knows. It's just what your gut feeling is. Do I think doctors are deliberately manipulating figures? No, I don't think they're deliberate. I just think they've been put in a conundrum where it's like, if I say to you, uh, Andy, you can generate an extra £50,000 for your department 
and it keeps everybody in jobs. Say you're you got a department of ten people, or you sort of like you don't generate that extra fifty thousand pound income, and you have to make sure maybe three, maybe four of your colleagues will be furloughed or God forbid are made redundant. So it's yeah. it's a different. So that's it's. You and I, and even no one, well, I'm sure there's people out there will truly know the answer. It's what, it's your gut feeling. I do think people have manipulated figures. You, obviously, I'm not across the board. Doctors across Italy or Spain or France, Germany, United States, and even probably China, I think they've probably manipulated figures to make things worse than they are or probably not as scary as people uh, want it to be because you don't want to scare people too much also you don't you want to you want to create some kind of because if you were trying to implement things like uh, a vaccine you need to, it needs to be a cure and a cause you know what i mean so you've got the cause now you need the cure yeah man well that that was just that was just the first little point i mean my second point really addresses what uh Baffett bob was saying in the chat room last night um was it more about misreported numbers so misreported numbers or dying of an unrelated reason after testing positive for COVID. Um, you know, despite I've been shown video clips of people saying this on the news, you know, despite that, I don't actually genuinely think it's happening. Um, I think at the time of death, doctors will take into consideration all the facts. And I think, uh, and if they think COVID was a contributing factor, then they'll list it as COVID, right? Now, in the peak, when twice the normal amount of people were dying per week, uh, I think some mistakes definitely would have happened uh, because of time pressure. They were busy, workload, uh, but but no other reason than that. And the governments, both UK, USA, um, and no doubt other countries, have actually gone back and adjusted figures to correct for this. There was even a famous case of a motorcyclist that died in an RTA accident in America, and this was called out publicly on a TV uh, news broadcast interview type thing. So what's and, that RTA uh, mean? What does RTA mean? Road, road traffic accident. So okay. he, had a okay. he had a motorcycle accident, and okay. because he had a positive test, he was listed as a COVID. Uh, but obviously he was died because he as they say, went under a bus is what everyone keeps saying. Um, anyway, the figures were uh, were quickly corrected after it was pointed out. But the doctor on the news at the time, I forget what his name was. If you want to look it up, the details are all on Snopes. You can go and find it. He basically said, well, it doesn't really matter if 100 people died or 99 people died. The difference is uh, negatable, basically. You know, it's, it's still a massive impact. Um, what I can tell you is that the CDC, which, uh, you know, that's the, the American version. I'm sure we've got an English version. I'm not sure, what, I can't remember what it's called. But they've got the following guidance. And uh, no doubtedly, um, like I say, the, the UK's also got it, uh, got the same uh, guidance. But, you know, naysayers you keep pointing at the asterisk 28 days positive test caption on all these published figures and are wrongly assuming that if you get hit by a bus, then it's going to be recorded as COVID. I don't. I just don't think that's true. Um, so the, the advice from the CDC, which is Centers of uh, Disease Control, their guidance instructs caregivers to list various factors contributing to death. It does not state that anyone who suffers a natural death, such as a traffic accident, should be listed as COVID nineteen cause of death. So basically, yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure the same figures uh, are, are going to, like I say, apply to the UK doctors. Um, you know, or else, you know, these things would get found out, you know, 
families would come forward and go, oh, my little Jimmy got hit by a bus and yet he's, they've reported COVID on his death certificate. Well, I know people manipulate things. Uh, the, uh, shall I say, okay, I witnessed a vicious, vicious car and motorcycle accident uh, near the Trafford Park about probably about a year ago. I won't mention the date or time just in case people know the family. The Pretty much the ambulance arrived within probably two or three minutes and literally this you see this there the the medics are doing obviously trying to resuscitate the uh the patient but then as i'm walking up because i'm I'm sort of about cells about 15 to 20 minutes walk past it and i could see the actions and i knew one of the medics who attended and i'd just seen it and sort of like walked past it because it was quite horrible to see it and about sort of like for about eight hours later i called this medic and they said, and I said, so what happened to that kid? Did he survive? Oh, no, he was dead on arrival. He was dead. So I said, why were you bringing out all these equipment and, and doing things on his chest and CPR, as it calls it? Yeah, CPR, and putting things on his face. It's to look like we are trying to save his life. Otherwise, people will sort of uh, try and sue us or say the, uh, the fire service and the ambulance services didn't care. You just let him die. He said he was dead on arrival. Totally get that, but that's nothing to do with his cause of death. No, but it's just thinking that, it, but can people, just doctors say, uh, just manipulate the figures just to get the, like uh, Bobby just mentioned. Get the, the numbers uh, up on COVID to get, just to just to have some sort of impact. If if they are, right, so this is my third point, right? They're saying that all these all these deaths were all misreported just to get, just to increase the COVID deaths so that the government could justify lockdown. That is what people are saying. You know that, so they could control us and say, "Well, we have to do this because look at all these deaths." And people are going, "But all those deaths aren't COVID. Some of these deaths are this. Some of these deaths are that. They're not related." So, this is my third point, right? If all these, I'm just going to call them RTAs because they, it could be any death other than COVID, right? But if all these deaths being are being misre, misreported as COVID, why do we have forty five thousand deaths more in two thousand and twenty? Then at the same point we did uh, over the last uh, over the average number of deaths over the last five years, right? Deaths have actually been slowly but steadily declining for the last ten years. If you look at the numbers, for example, these are the total deaths per year for just the last three years: two thousand seventeen, six hundred seven thousand deaths in the UK, just deaths of anything. 2018, 541,000. 2019, 496. 2020, as of last week, because they, they publish it weekly, we're at 434,000 deaths, right? But if the average, and I, I've done this on a spreadsheet, it's quite easy. If you then plot the rest of the weeks with, with an average weekly death total yeah. of what we've got going so far, if you continue to plot that to the end of the year, we will see 610,000 deaths. That's the highest number of deaths since 2003, right? So, so in 17 years, right? If COVID spikes again, these figures will be worse. Could a lot of these deaths be something to do with neglect as well? Because more people okay, are... I'm going to get to that, mate. Let me, let me finish it. And then if I don't, if I've not answered your question, ask it. But I, 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 literally, I'm going to address that. So, um, so... This is this is where I always keep quoting forty five thousand from, right? Regardless of the number of tests, regardless of the number of people that they say have died, regardless of how it is reported, matter of fact is we've got forty five thousand more deaths at this moment. In fact, these figures are a couple of weeks old 
but at this moment than we have based on the average of the last five years, right? So, um, and also, if you think about the fact we've had lockdown, right? Why would more people be dying in lockdown when roads are quieter, crime was lower, work-related no, accidents are lower? I'll disagree. Suicide oh, and uh, wife beating has gone through the roof. I was lazy okay. with a company. Um, wife beating or domestic violence is, is gone up by 500 plus percent. So okay. men Does that probably, account to 45,000 deaths? Across the United Kingdom, probably, and also suicides through the roof as well. Okay. And also, uh, why does the forty-five thousand figure? Why is that so close to the forty-one thousand that the, the reported COVID deaths? They're very close. Those. Why is the bump in deaths also matching the number of the COVID reported deaths? Are they getting every suicide and every wife beaten wife and, and saying that she's a they're, they're COVID? Also, not, as they? well, also neglect as well. People should be having. We, we've yeah. got I've got friends who should be having uh, uh, operations, operations, but yeah. they're literally they're declining it, taking the risk, yeah. and by by delaying the operation, they've put themselves in further. So, for example, if you've got if you have the surgery, you've got seventy percent of survival. By delaying it yeah. by six months, you've got forty percent survival. So, yeah. Yeah. a lot of these yeah. people are dying, and there's a lot of people who should have had heart uh, transplants, lung transplants yeah, yeah. or xyz and they're dying yeah i i absolutely agree i absolutely agree it's called collateral damage right these are the deaths of people that could have been treated during the height of the pandemic but couldn't get treatment because hospitals were full or waiting lists were extended or cancelled yet this is another reason why stopping the next spike is so important because it's not just people with COVID who are going to die, right? You could not have COVID, right? You could have, you could fall over at home. You could be in a car accident. You could have something that could be treated really quickly, not a serious injury, but because you can't get into A&E or because you can't get on an ICU ward and get that treatment that you need, um, then it becomes a life-threatening injury. And that is where the collateral damage is also coming from. Never mind, just, you know, also add yeah, the waiting list situation and all that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because uh, there's lots of things where divorce has gone through the roof, separations are going through the roof, uh, suicides through the roof, domestic violence is through the roof, uh, abortions through the roof. All these add to the death rate. They all add to the death rate. These are collateral deaths I think you're talking about. You're not talking about numbers that are being listed as COVID deaths. If you, God forbid, you pass away and you you had the, you had the cold, you were sneezing, shortness of breath, would they say you died of natural causes or you died of COVID? It's it's, it's one of the things where it's a bit if, like if, the, well, if, they, if they tested for COVID and how I had shortness of breath, then they'd probably put COVID because that's what it does to you. It stops your lung function and you you eventually die because you can't get enough oxygen. So COVID is is absolutely a factor. No, but sorry, in... sorry, what I meant to say, if you were run, oh, sorry, if you were like back to what you were run over, RTA, run over, yes. No, no, no. I mean, I literally just covered all that. There's no, yeah, that, that is not happening. That is that is just a myth. Just because people have seen this hashtag saying we're only recording people. So what the hashtag also tells me, right? If you were tested of COVID twenty nine days ago but you die, that hashtag tells me that your death is not included in that total. Now, you might have contracted COVID 29 days ago, had a test the day you caught it, 
right? It's then taken you up 21, 24 days just to develop your first symptoms. It then takes you another seven days to get really ill and you get submitted to hospital. You're then on a respirator for another three or four days. Is anyone adding these days up? Because it's well over 28 days. Then after a struggle, you die, right? That, that, that asterisk is telling me, oh, well, yeah, he was over the 28 days, even though he died of COVID. We can't really put him in these numbers. Not he had a test, he got hit by a car, let's put him on COVID. If you catch cancer, you've got cancer. If you get HIV, you've got HIV. If you get tuberculosis, you've got tuberculosis. If you get COVID, you may just cough, sneeze, or die, or just have a runny nose, or you can't taste, or you lose your taste buds. That's the bit what's confusing people because it's, it's like, it, it, it's like, there's like different viruses uh, circulating. That's what is confusing people. I, people keep comparing this to cancer, right? I, I believe wrongly, but. What you this, what you've just said there? If someone gets cancer, right, it's not immediately a death sentence. Some people recover, some people don't. People get COVID, some people recover, some people don't. But yeah, I think we need. I think we need to move on anyway, Carlos, because this point is like gone on far too long. The restrictions, the new restrictions. People, uh, how does restriction in pubs, restaurants? How does that help? Um, the six people. How does COVID know there's seven people or five people or eight people? Uh, obviously, things like how does coronavirus know it's half past nine or half past ten at night? So obviously, that's the that's not my question, but that's pretty much the question on social media on people's. There's a lot of memes that you know where oh yeah, yeah. like the, the one I I saw the other day which I liked is uh. uh it was like it says COVID at uh, COVID at nine p.m. and it was the it was a Mogwai, and then it says COVID at eleven yeah. o'clock and it was and it was the one where it was a uh, you know spike the one where it turns into a gremlin and stuff like that and uh, and even John I saw John Bishop yesterday going on about um, he was basically having a joke about getting pissed basically is what his joke was about but he was basically saying oh it's very clever this virus it knows which country you live in because um, we've had to adapt the different rules and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the, yeah, the governments are fucked up. England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales should all be doing the same thing so it's fair on everyone. But the trouble is they all want their independence, so they're all doing their own thing, right? They've all got their own scientists as well. Yeah, they've all got their own advisors and their own scientists. And, you know, if you put them scientists in a room, I bet they'd all come up and go, this is what we should do. But it ain't the science. It ain't the scientists that are coming up with the rules. It's the frigging government off the back of the advice. Um, so it's not the scientist's fault. Scientists provide information. It's not one scientist. They must have several scientists. No, no, yeah, yeah. But you know, but uh, well, that's what I'm saying. If you put them scientists in the room, they'd pretty much all agree with each other. No, I don't. I disagree because it's like you and I. Uh, just uh, we we we. You're... The scientists that are saying, yeah, you need to impose a rule at ten o'clock. Oh no no! It's just, but scientists will say what's the best way to attack this uh, virus and some because so, remember it wasn't so long ago uh, we suggested herd and this is it, this adds to the question herd, that immunity, I've just, uh, yeah. herd immunity is right we we uh what i say we the the united kingdom the government introduced this eat out uh campaign during the month of august i think it was august yeah and it was really successful for a lot of local businesses to get footfall back in get people back into work and so forth so people did that for six, seven weeks. It was the 
mainly the there was all types of age groups, but the, it was a lot. I I made a use of this the AE outcut uh, night, uh, so Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I think it was. But it was packed yeah. with young people, anyone from the age of eighteen to thirty, forty, and so forth. Yeah, you've seen the odd yeah. couples in seventies and eighties. Do you think that was a way of creating a herd immunity? So you would go back into your workplace, back into your the where you live, where you reside, and then spread the disease, and the numbers have gone back up again. So that's a, uh, it was some um, form of herd immunity. No, I don't think so. Um, I think when Boris originally went on about herd immunity, he didn't really know what the hell he was talking about. Oh, he knew uh, what it was. Yeah. It was Dominic Cummins. It was Dominic Cummins. Is that he knew yeah, that it was? I'm not saying he didn't know what it was, but I don't. He, what I'm saying is he didn't realise actually. To get herd immunity, you need 80% of the population to catch the virus. I think it's 60. 60. 60 oh, whatever. And even 60. And when they calculated the number of deaths that would happen, uh, they they quickly went, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of deaths. And even now they're saying about, you know, enough people have died already. We're trying to, we're trying to stop that number. And, and, and the guy on the news today said, we've got two choices. We either... We either lock down and control it, or we just let the virus go rampant and let it do its thing. And he said, and he said, we can't afford to do that because the amount of deaths that'll happen if we do that, we, you know, we can't basically just, you know, justify because, it, live with ourselves for that. Because there's, there's people like uh, you, there's people I don't know a, a single person who's got COVID, or uh, but you've you've experienced personally uh, three or four people who've actually obviously got covid and and it's had it's been a horrible effect so they've passed away so I know, I know well i know i know th- i know of three deaths from it local to me uh but i know uh I, i'm trying to count in my head now it, it's got to be more than 10 people that have had it near me so, and we okay. yeah. we i'm in wigan we are we're in a we we were taken out a lot down before manchester you know but it's 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 all percentages some people yeah. are going to know a lot of people. Some people's not going to go know no one. And just because you've not don't know no no one, Carol, no, no, doesn't it's, mean it's, it's not real. It, it, it does. It is exactly. It's like I, I'm not saying it. I just find it interesting. Where that's the yeah. maybe it's the people who have had. Uh, so, like for example, my father passed of cancer, so cancer is quite prevalent in my life. So, if I see a cancer charity, I always donate. If I can work, do charity work, I do charity work for him. So, that's part of my because I lost my father to cancer. So, maybe people who have lost a loved one or a family member or a friend to COVID, maybe their uh, their sort of like their outlook on COVID will change. Whereas people who uh, who not even a single friend because you got people who've got like thousand plus friends on their Facebook and none of their yeah. friends have got and it's and that because well. No, I've got a thousand friends. Nobody's got COVID. They've got not COVID. So the is it is it um is it a whole? Or are the people that have had it just not putting on co- you know putting on Facebook? Exactly. exactly. The... And it doesn't help where you, you mentioned where all the people that... I know about. Only one person mentioned it on COVID. Uh, sorry, mentioned it on Facebook, and that was because they were banging on about having this uh, no taste symptom. All the other people didn't 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 go hey i've got covid i've had it i went in hospital and got over it or whatever but i know four people that went in hospital and only three oh sorry only one came out and that's the, that's the thing where that's the that's why you've got a divide because you've got people like ian brown who's been on twitter and everybody knows ian brown is very anti-establishment i think he's wrote his latest songs right is writes about is right about uh 
anti sort of anti-establishment vaccines and so forth. I've not heard this one, but someone's told me that's what it's about. And so that's why you've got celebrities who are saying it's, I won't say a hoax, but they're saying it's like it's not real. It's a form of mind control, uh, controlling the masses, a bit of what Bobby was referring to before. But you've said, you've seen, you said, didn't you say one of the Gallagher brothers were saying the same thing to you? Yeah, yeah. So, what again, one of the multiple videos. So, when I respond to something on one of the many friends' Facebook chats, um, someone said, Well, what about this video? And it was, a, again, it was one of your typical conspiracy videos where it was a lot of snippets taken out of contents. Um, a large portion of it was um, that comedian uh, with that new stand up, the sh- news related stand up show. I can't remember what it is, what his name is. Uh, forgive me for that but uh but then there was a there was a clip from i think it was noel gallagher and he was basically being interviewed um and the guy was saying uh you know so why aren't you wearing a mask blah 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 and he you know well, i'm not wearing a mask well if, if you want to wear a mask then you're all right then aren't you sort of thing it was just that it's just that attitude that people in fact going on about that so, so do you know last week when boris made the announcement of the this six month lockdown yeah uh, it was it was in the middle of the day. I was working and I was eating my dinner, so I didn't pick the controller up. And it basically went back to this morning. And they went, oh, so yes. What I took from that was this six months. So you know, Boris isn't going to want to be the PM that's cancelled Christmas. I bet you a week before Christmas he he relaxes the lockdown. Then it goes on to loose women, and they basically said exactly the same thing. And I'm like, oh my god. But one of them was like, oh, you know my feelings. You know my feelings on COVID. You have to. You only have to go back and look at it in March when I was saying about this, and um, she, you know she was basically saying, you know, what, what's this thing about the virus at ten o'clock? And you know, it can't get. It can get you after ten, but it can't get you if you go home before ten and all this sort of stuff. And what difference is it? She says, you know my feeling. Now they were criticising it, and to give them the benefit of the doubt, I think a point was actually, yeah, these rules are a bit of a farce. I'll, yeah, I will admit that they are a farce. They're absolutely right for all the points people are saying. Um, however, um, I think what they mean is, what's the point of doing it? These lockdowns should be uh, should be uh, sh- m- more stringent. So even Nicola Sturgeon was being interviewed by Piers Morgan, and he was basically putting words in her mouth to that effect. And she, because obviously she doesn't want to upset Boris, mm. was sort of like not trying to say it, but. He was basically saying, you know, come on, Nicola, you think you think the UK, you know, you're doing this in Scotland. That's because you think the UK is not, you know, they've not got enough. These aren't going to be effective. They need to be stronger rules. But but at the same time, you know, shutting the pubs at 10 statistically should make a small difference. Right. Um, it shouldn't give people. people go to more house parties. Well. They shouldn't be going to house parties, though, should they? If they're following yeah, the rules, right, if they're following yeah. the rules and, and, go, and not going to pubs, they people shouldn't should be going to house drive, but be, People should drink and drive, yeah. but people still do. Yeah, you're right, Kat. Maybe they will, maybe they will. But the government is thinking, no, maybe more people will toll the, toll the line than, than won't. I've seen on Facebook people, oh, yeah, this is me at 11 o'clock, and it's a picture of them and the mate fucking dancing in, fucking, you know, in, in their kitchen. Yeah, yeah you know, it is, it's, a, it's a fucking piss take. Um, but you know, statistically, you know, reducing hours at, at places where a lot of people come together and you come into contact with a lot of surfaces, the less time you spend in contact with surfaces that are around other people, 
where you can pick stuff up off those services surfaces the better that's why that's why these should work but yet i mean he doesn't want to hurt the economy any more than it has and that's you know that's what he's trying to do if he says no you're not following the rules you're taking the piss you're carrying on regardless it is going to happen right and i don't i don't want that to happen i don't want lockdown to carry on i'm sure all these businesses that are affected by it don't want it to carry on i really feel for them you know it's 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 absolutely awful but but those people that are in these businesses they're these people that are looking for any sort, sort of slight chance of hope and they see this stuff that's that's out there where people are denying this and making fun of the the rules and they they they're sucking into it now they're like um, i mean there's one businessman saying he's saying oh i did this i've lost tens of thousands of pounds but i told the line i did this and he's saying but now we're out of it and the and the deaths are four or five a day why do i still have to do this why do i have to do it surely i can just open my business up and and, and I went, dude i realize you really want to do that you know and this is why you want to believe these figures but if these numbers go it's not about the four or five deaths that are happening a day now it's it's the, it's when they're going to be 800 900 again in in that's, two months uh, time that's, that's was, what they're trying to stop not was, the deaths now go on i was being devil's advocate and just to say you need to put some kind of threshold and some kind of uh, limit. For example, uh, you, obviously, what's ten? You could do half ten. You could do eleven. Obviously, I understand you've got to put a limit. It's like I'll give you an example. I remember probably twenty plus years ago when my mate, for, he was one of my mates, was the first person to pass his driving lesson. For some reason, he loves speeding, and there's a camera near <laughs> United's ground. No, there's, a, there's a camera near United's ground, uh, near going towards uh, Gozil Park, and it, it catches everyone. He went there past thirty. It never flashed. Thirty-one. Yeah. It never flashed. Thirty-two. Never flashed. Thirty-three. Never flashed. Thirty-four. Boom! It flashed him. So they had to cut it off at some point. People said, "Well, what if it's why don't you flash him up thirty-five or 40? Well, they've got to put a limit at some point. So everybody yeah. drives thirty-one, thirty-two miles an hour. So they, they just probably rate, let's raise it a couple of uh, miles. But I'm, I'm sure it's to probably. I think now they've changed it ten percent plus two. I think now that's what they do now. The police on certain areas, but. That I understand what the uh, with the economy, the ten o'clock. They thought, okay, the, you can go out uh, after work at half past five, six o'clock. You still got three or four hours of drinking time, so you can still have a good night. But maybe uh, closing out, uh, not closing at midnight. You've got less people because I understand it's like anything else. The more beer you drink, the more stupid you become. So you do more yeah. stupid things. So I understand. It's a bit like. I'm a football fan. I'm a season ticket holder United's ground. That's why all United games with some signs like against Liverpool, sorry, against Liverpool or City are on early on so people are not drinking the pubs all day and it become lunatics and start fighting. That's why they have early on and close all the pubs. I'm assuming they say, listen, if we have, if people get home for half, 10, 11 o'clock, yeah, they can have the little party, but they're not out till three or four, five o'clock in the morning getting pissed and becoming stupid. Like I said, once you have a beer, you think all the rules go out the window, don't they? Everybody's hugging and kissing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I it was, it was, well, I was playing devil's advocate. So I all understand right. that, but it's it, a lot of people are using sort of that ten o'clock. What's the difference between half past ten and half past nine, or eleven o'clock and ten o'clock? So no, it's a. It, it, the other question I was going to ask, just to. Um, oh, go uh, on, because I was going to throw one in. Oh, go on, go on, go on, because right. that's the last one. You go, right. you, you asked. Okay, so I've I've just shared some stats on this screen. 
So uh, I'll read these out for the people on the podcast. So again, I I made a comment on someone's anti-COVID posts and they posted this back at me. They said, in April 2020, COVID tests were 20,000 a day. The positive tests, sorry, positive cases were 5,000 per day. That's 25%. September 2020, COVID tests were doing 230,000 tests a day. Positive cases, only 4,000 per day. That's 1.7%, right? And they've put, these are figures from the .gov website. Are you paying attention yet? There is no spike in infections. Now, anybody tell me what is wrong with that? Well, we, obviously, we are locked down in April, weren't we? Yeah, we were locked down. It's nothing to do with lockdown. It's purely about, they, they were saying in April, we had 25% of positive cases. And in September, we've got 1.7% of positive cases. There is no spike in infections. Shall I tell you what's wrong with it? Is it more, more testing? On, more testing. Mo- well, that's what they're hinting at. More testing equals more cases. But even so, why have we still only got 4,000 a day if there's supposed to be more cases because there's more testing? So let me tell you what's wrong with that. Okay. So, yeah, first of all, they're comparing the number of cases in April, which is the height of the first wave, to the number of cases in September, which, which actually these figures... Uh, they're about a week old and we're not even at the end of September so it's not even a full month yet but regardless let's you know let's assume they're doing averages and they've averaged it right whatever however September were the weeks when cases have come down massively well not not just September but August September it came down massively due to the lockdown that we had um you know going from April up to whenever it was June, July, right? Which obviously works because the numbers did come down, right? No one is saying cases are rising compared to April. They're saying in September, the cases week on week from the previous week are going up, not a comparison from April to September. That's not how you measure a spike, right? As for the cases rising, just because testing is rising, which also is what this hints at, again, it's not true, okay? So if the number of cases is rising, there'd be a one-to-one relationship ratio, right? Without doubt, logic says that increased increased testing will reveal more positive cases, right? That's the nature of probability. But the percentage rate of tests that are positive are also increasing. The government have confirmed it. I've heard it on the news where they've interviewed um, independent people have confirmed it. And also, if you check on places like Snopes and stuff, they've confirmed it, right? To simplify it, if you do 100 tests and you get five positive test results and the next week you do twice the number of tests, if the number of cases was flat, you would get 10 people testing positive. But actually what we're seeing is 15 or 20 people testing positive. Therefore, the ratio of positive tests is going up. So that 1.7, if you measured it the week before, no, I don't know what they are, but it might be 1.5, it might be 1.6, it might be 1, it might be 0.9. If you measure it now, it might be two. Who knows? But what they're doing is they're saying it's going up. The R rate is going up. So someone throwing a stat like that at me just doesn't help their case. They've read it, and in their head they're going twenty five percent, and it's only one now. Yeah, it's right. But they're not. They're not understanding what the figures are telling them. All these expert mathematicians that are telling you on Facebook or whatever social media site you're on. Oh, I've looked at the numbers. There's no spike in infections. It's like you're looking at the numbers wrong. Someone else tell me some numbers, you know, and that are right that, that prove we're not having a spike. You look on the daily deaths now. You can you can see a little tiny spike just start to go up in the last couple of weeks. 
And and as we already covered yesterday, the number of people on ventilators has doubled. The number of people admitted to hospital uh, went up by 500 people compared to last week's figures. Not April's figures, last week's. So, yeah, that's my rant, basically. But, yeah, but, but no, it's not a rant. It's just basically, it's like, I go back to what I, uh, the question I originally asked you. Um, you uh, people on life support is going through, uh, is, is, is obviously the percentage is going up. Is that because that's generating more money for their hospital? Because um, obviously, I know in, we have a, well, we have so, a different. So, so they need more money, so they will just say, so people come through the door and they go, oh, yeah, you need to go on life support. The people on life support are people that need life support, not, uh, not, not because not they time. want some sort of number up. Not, not all the time, because maybe it's sort of like, it, it, like I said, it could be a daily target. And it goes back to people, it's sort of like digressing. Carlos, there is not a daily target for, for, for putting but people police, on but you, support you ask, machines. You, you, ask, you ask a police officer or a traffic warden, do they have daily targets? They will say no, no. But you ask a police Completely officer. different. Or, no, no, but no, it's not because they say no. We don't because it's like it, they say they wish that nobody would speed. They wish nobody would park on double yellow lines. But they are targeted to get at least three, say four, five people every single day. So there is a target because that's how they generate their money. It's like okay. that. It, it goes back to uh, there is in, there is sometimes ulterior motives. I always say people see the way waves, but not the current. Like. Do you know who the chief scientist uh, officer is for the United Kingdom? The one who was with uh, Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock. Do you know his name? Right. Do you remember uh, no. Sir Patrick Valance? The one who did all the chats at the beginning? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got £600,000 worth of shares in a vaccine company. Oh, yeah, Six okay. So he has an incentive to get a vaccine out there and for everybody to be buying when it's over the nhs well he's, he's not going to do it because the yanks are well ahead of him and so are china so the, the leading uh university for the covid uh vaccine is oxford university there's three companies there's one in there's one in united states i'm going to say one in russia or china i'm not sure but the the one the leading company is oxford university that is the leading uh, university for the vaccine and Patrick Valance has got uh, shares in one of these vaccines companies. He is uh, on the verge of making millions on that. Is that. Maybe that's just a coincidence. It's a huge coincidence. But he has a vested interest for more people to be on ventilators, to be dying of COVID, because you, now you need his vaccine. Okay, but he works for a vaccine company, Carlos. No, no, he's got shares. He's got shares. Oh, 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 okay, he's got shares. He's got no influence over the doctors saying, Put that person on a on a ventilator, even though he doesn't need it, because I need the oh, numbers. You, you, oh, you see the see the guy over there. He's just uh, he's just sneezed. Put him on a ventilator. He's he's not influencing doctors directly. Of course, you can influence. How how how, how, how is he influencing them? It's that, that old saying in in, uh, in business: shit rolls downhill. He's telling his henchmen. His henchmen are telling their henchmen, and so forth. It's like, do you know how many people uh, did the 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 uh, American government? catch um uh scarface uh what's it called al capone kill they didn't catch any of them they got them on tax evasion he did, he probably ordered no, all the deaths it's nothing today with what we're talking about man nothing it's, there's, there's no correlation yeah, of course it's correlation because you're you're saying there's no uh, people manipulate things from above like uh, uh, bobby uh shafter mentioned in the group is, is it about control is it control yeah 
Is he? Is this guy involved with the NHS at all? Is he? You know, he's the chief. How, how is he controlling? That does that doesn't matter. He's he's not putting orders out there to doctors. I I totally understand, right? How GPs get approached by companies and they say, "We've got this new uh, paracetamol pill." Blah blah blah. Do you mind uh, giving it out to a few people, and we'll give you a, a backhander because we. I can understand that with like simple tablets and shit with doctors. That definitely used to happen. I don't know if it still does, right? But there's no way people are getting put on ventilators just to get numbers up. Doesn't make sense. When you start generating money, it changes people. It massively changes people. And if you take sort of like, if you go back to the, what we spoke about, moral conundrum of these doctors, a lot of these people say, shit, my colleague might have to go on furlough or made redundant if I don't sort of manipulate these figures. And it's like, I understand that's people what David Icke has mentioned this as well. And it's, I'm not, I'm not uh, paraphrasing him, but a lot of people, even Elon Musk and other people have been mentioning it. And the one thing I will sort of add to it, it's like, I won't mention the names, but these people sort of spoke to me off the records. There's a doctor who looks at it, who is uh, well known in the north of England. He, he sort of heading a few of the uh, COVID campaigns. I sort of was talking to him and we sort of, we, we, we got chatting. We went to sort of like, just to go into sort of like a, a supermarket, a well-known supermarket. I put my mask on and he refused to put his mask on. And he says, he says I, don't, I don't want to put a mask on. And he didn't say he was exempt. So he just says, I refuse to put it on. It's, it's, he was just saying, I don't need to put it on. And I found it, and it, it literally dropped my draw. Uh, draw uh, George, it's the... You drop me your draws. Drop me draws. Drop me George, I'd say. Um, slip of the tongue there. So it was like, uh, it literally, I thought, wow, this guy is heading a campaign for COVID. And then that's one scenario. And there was another lady who I was sort of like knew and she was refusing to wear a mask as well. And these people, uh, this she was a GP in a well-known uh, hospital in the in Manchester, and she was refusing to wear masks. Yes, I'm sure there's the they're probably on one spectrum. There's other doctors who are probably putting wrapping themselves in clean film. Uh, it's so I just find it interesting where you got these medical doctors are saying it's. I'm not saying it's they're saying it's a hoax. They're just saying you don't want you don't need a mask. You get these other doctors say, my God, the end is nigh. Yeah. Doctors, GPs, obviously are around people day in, day out. Obviously not with COVID and what's happening now because you can't see a doctor. It's all frigging virtual. But they, they've been around all sorts of infections and coughs and colds and sneezes and tonsillitis and God knows what. Obviously, they don't want to catch it. You know, they're used to being around sick people. So they know when they walk into a supermarket and stuff, they know. I need to be this. I need to be this distance away from people. I need. I know that if I pick this up and put it in my shopping bag, or if I touch this surface before you know, before I put my hands anywhere near my face, I'm going to go and wash them. You know, between every patient, you know, if they see a patient and they're you know prodding and proking them, they'll wash their hands before the next patient comes in. They're used to doing it. The general public are not. Okay. So and yeah, some doctors are a bit you know on the fringe and. Oh, I've been a doctor for 30 years. I know best. I know best. Don't want to listen to any new advice sort of thing. You, you get that in any any sort of job and stuff like that. It's just that they all run into you. I mean, you've stumbled right into mass, right? I'm going to just play a little video 
huh. on the uh, on the live stream. Yeah, yeah, I'll share this video on social media. So what the video is, it's uh, I mean, you can just Google it. it. You know, there's loads of different ones. There's, in fact, there's a good one that's all green and it's all laser light. So it's highlighting the amount of particles come out of your mouth when top left you've not got a mask on, top right you've got a cloth mask which is one layer, bottom left is a cloth mask with two layers. And bottom right is a surgical mask. And there's, there's three sections of the video. The first one is talking, so that the person counts from one to ten. The second time, uh, they're coughing. And the third time, they're sneezing. And it just shows you how much, how many particles come out. And you can see that in that order that I said them, you know, without a mask, there's a lot of particles. Then it gets reduced, 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 right, basically. So it's physical, visual evidence that having a barrier in front of your face does physically prevent particles getting out because you you are slightly obstructing airways, right? Okay, so it it, it you know it's common sense. You know, I've got a, a thing from uh, Robert Redfield actually. So he's an MD. Uh, in fact, he's the director of the Centers for Disease, the C, the CDC again. And he and he he basically says if everyone in the United if everyone in the United States wore a mask, COVID would be under control in four to eight weeks. What we definitely know now is that social differencing, uh, frequent hand washing and wearing a cloth face mask in public can greatly reduce the spread of COVID-19, right? Now, he originally came out, I, th I think it was him, he came out and he was like, you don't need to wear a mask, you don't need to. But, but after, actually, he's reversed his decision after re-looking at stats. Now, I'll, I'll just go through a load of reasons you why masks uh, help. Sort of go into that, this guy, what's he called again? Robert Redfield. Robert Redfield. Uh, find out. Uh, we'll put it. Is he a Democrat or Republican? And I'll and I'll answer that question. I don't know, <laughs> oh, but no, 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 because the look, he has to be. He has to be A or B. Has to be because oh. uh, he's only got two options in, in the United States: A or B. Because um, you are more likely. The stat I looked at uh, about two two and a half months ago it might be out of date now. You are three times more likely to die in a Democrat state than you are in a Republican state. Okay, what's that got to do with wearing masks? Exactly. So, so, so if you if you're in it, say for example, you're in California, you're more like you're three times likely to die of uh, COVID, for example. But if you if you're in Texas and that's a Republican state, for example, then you're three times less likely to die of. Right. And that so that's and they all they're all the same. They're all under the same rules. So yeah. how can one state three times? So it's like Manchester. If you live in Manchester, which is which <laughs> is Labour. Forgot. States have got the same rules. I think it's like I think it's like England, Scotland, Wales, blah blah blah. I think they they are tweaking it a bit. But don't you find on whether you need to wear a mask or not? Don't you find it interesting? You're more um, likely to die three times in a Democrat strike than you are a Republican. I, I, I don't know. So if I said I to you, know. you're more likely you, you're three times likely to die in a Labour city than a, a Conservative city. Would you not find that strange? Um, would, you find, would you say so? If you okay. live in Liverpool, so I, can, you, I, can, I can get more. I can get more behind that, right? So. Generally, the people that vote Labour until the, obviously the last election when everything was topsy turvy, but generally it's working class, poorer areas. Now, historically, anything that affects lifespan, it's been proven that in the richer you are, the better lifespan you have, and the poorer you are, the lower your lifespan is. So, so yeah, maybe it's a connection with that. I don't know if that's the same with the United States. I was but, thinking well, that could be. Yeah. Obviously, they could be manipulating their figures, or it could be what you just said. It could be the the poorer, because usually uh, Democrat states are usually poorer. 
like Hispanic or black communities and stuff. Okay. So that, that yeah, could I, see, I, don't know, I, I don't know enough, but maybe that's a maybe that's a similar stat, mate. Maybe it's a similar thing. Oh. That, that you know, that's a true. It doesn't matter what it is. Poverty causes more deaths. At the end of the day, that 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 also is another contributing factor. We don't know the knock-on effect of you know all these people that have gone out of business, all these people that are furloughed. We don't know the knock-on effect yet. What that's going to yeah. have on kids' lives and poverty because poverty means more death so anyway let's go back to masks man and i'll just run through these about the masks so um right these, these are just facts i'm just going to reel them off right um pro- people will probably just argue that these aren't facts but here we go after i've told you these facts i'm going to go into you know what scientists actually say as well that have backed some of these facts up right so wearing a mask will protect those around you from infection Wearing a mask will protect you from infection. A mask won't be effective if it doesn't if it doesn't cover your nose and your mouth. Masks should be washed after each use because they can pick the uh, the germs up and then you put them back on your face or you touch it. Wearing a mask will not inhibit breathing. Wearing a mask will not raise carbon dioxide levels. Social distancing is still recommended even when wearing a mask. You don't need to wear a mask outside if you're in a wide open space. Wearing a mask won't weaken your immune system, which believe me, I've had people saying, oh, they want to weaken everyone's immune system so that we all start dying of the normal flu. I'm like, fuck, Uh, sweary, sweary off, right? Last one, you should still wear a mask if you've had COVID-19 and recovered. You should still wear it. So scientists say, whilst face coverings may may not completely prevent us from getting infected with COVID-19, they probably reduce the number of virus particles we inhale right this is called the viral dose scientists think a lower dose can reduce the severity of the disease we get where a universal face mask is implemented a much higher proportion of newly of new infections with covid19 are asymptomatic right so they've sort of seen this already of 29 studies that showed face masks were effective only three of the studies were concerning the use of masks outside of hospitals and and of all of those 29 studies not one actually involved covid-19 right so although this is what scientists think my personal thoughts are at the end of the day there is still no conclusive studies regarding masks right those 29 studies i told you about and none of them were actually done with tests with covid-19 and the majority of them were tested in hospitals and not by general public right so it is all hypothetical but until proven, we should still take the advice of these scientists and not some random GP or friend who knows someone who works in a hospital and thinks masks are bullshit or someone that's... How do you know you can trust these people's uh, agenda or these people's opinion if they've got, uh, if they've got sort of... Because I believe a scientist over... How do you know every single one of these scientists that's done this has got shares in something or other? They've not all got shares. Some no, of them are working shares. for... Some of them were working for £7.50, you know, in some laboratory somewhere. Well, it is one. Bobby Shafter's just put a, a message in the group. Yeah. It goes back to we've talked about um, uh, ventilators. People who uh, ordered the ventilators probably need to justify the order. So, okay. They've already justified the orders and ordered them. We we knew we didn't have enough orders. If you've ordered 50,000 too many. Look at the PPE disaster. They didn't order enough. They ordered too much of the wrong thing and... Uh, or something to do with the test they ordered too much of the wrong thing and it was all useless people make mistakes right at the end of the day these people that are ordering stuff it's the nhs we're talking about it's not some private company you know the nhs will have filled that the uh the, the nightingale hospital and the manchester hospital the temporary hospital that they built with ventilators right 
those hospitals might be empty at the moment, but we're seeing a second spike. Who knows? Come back in two months' time, there might be people in there on them ventilators and they'll go, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good job we ordered these ventilators because we need them now. So all about protecting themselves for the second spike. And I can guarantee they won't be expecting the numbers of the first spike because they think a second spike, we, could, we should be able to limit that. You were saying back in the day on, on, on episode uh, one of COVID, mate, that the second spike will be bigger. I thought it would be bigger because I think because um, we're coming into flu season, uh, people are getting runny noses and people are sort of yeah. getting coughs and uh, sore chest. So people are going to start thinking, shit, I've got runny nose, coughing, uh, obviously I feel under the weather, I've got COVID. So I just thought people would be like literally running through to A&E or ringing, is it 111 or, um, or 101, I can't remember, and literally just saying, oh, I've got COVID symptoms. And the, the hospital, yep, you need to isolate for uh, 14 days, seven days. So I thought the, the second spike would be bigger because we'll have, we'll have uh, obviously, living in the United Kingdom, it gets cold in the north, especially the north. So our friends, like people like Bobby, it gets cold up there. So people... If, just, you've, if, you've, got, <laughs> if, you've, got a, if you've got a cold, though, or if you've got the flu flu, then your test will not show you as positive for COVID, will it? You know, I've got, I've got two more. People also throw Sweden at me as an example. Let me cover Sweden because it's, it's short and sweet. Sweden, so, Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. Um, sorry if you're listening to Sweden at that. Okay, so a lot of people, when they, they go on about masks, if they're an anti-masker or, or anti-lockdown, they go, uh, Sweden never had a lockdown. Sweden don't wear masks. Okay, so actually, I went and looked at Sweden. Lockdown in Sweden, right? While it's sometimes implied that Sweden didn't have a lockdown, it did. Right, it was just a largely voluntary lockdown with only a few legal measures. Unlike here in the UK, Swedes actually trust their leadership, right, and followed the voluntary advice of the officials, right? Because again, unlike the UK, officials over there don't really give a crap about how they're viewed by the public as long as they are being honest with the public. Unlike yeah. our leadership, totally opposite. That's why we don't trust the government over here, right? Yeah. Their lockdown wasn't nearly as, as effective in reducing the spread of the coronavirus as the compulsory lockdowns in their neighbouring countries, which were Denmark and Norway, right? It's more sensible to compare them because they're neighbouring countries rather than comparing them with us, right? Cases and deaths rose, rose faster in Sweden and have been slower to decline in Sweden. In fact, about 8,200 confirmed cases per million people as of the 12th of August compared with only 1,780 in Norway and 2,560 in Denmark, right? Actually, the UK, it's 4,600, right? If you do want to compare it to the UK, they're twice as bad as the, as the UK. Yeah, everyone's banging on about Sweden didn't have a lockdown. They're doing all right, right? They also have the worst death rate per capita. Therefore, this Sweden success story is not all appears it appears to be right it's not a good example for deniers to be quoting and naysayers uh you know because it's actually the opposite right so when it came to masks um yes they did have slightly different stance on it because there's very little virus in the community unlike in the uk where we we're, we're highly densely populated right then actual mask wearing in sweden is is effect you know the effect was limited, right? Regarding mass in general, right? Many countries, as well as the World Health Organization, have actually 
their advice on wearing masks and the recent, I'm going to say studies, but it's not, but the recent advice, scientists' advice and stuff, they, they have appeared to uh, point a link between their use and lower infection rates. So they've a lot of countries in the, the WHO have reversed. Originally, the WHO was saying you don't have to. Now they're saying they do. Now naysayers are going, well, they're, they're just changing the mind because because they're trying to control us. It's not. The World Health Organization, yeah, it's an organization, but they're not after controlling people. They're controlled by who funds them the most. So that's who they're controlled by. Sweden, a lot of people follow Sweden and Scandinavia, but it's difficult to use them as them because obviously Sweden, their population is 10.2 million people. Norway, 5.2. Finland, five, just over 5 million. And I think Denmark is just over 5 million. So even if you add them together, it's 35 minutes. It's literally half of the UK's population. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's difficult to gain. Yeah, yeah, they've, when, had, yeah they've had twice the amount of confirmed cases as us. So it's not Quite. a success story, is it? Yeah, they've had eight, they've had eight thousand two hundred, whereas we've had four thousand six hundred in the same period. Sorry, th- sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. This is cases per million people. So for every million people in Sweden, you've had eight thousand two hundred. Every so million people, eight thousand. Sorry, go on. So I was just say they've got ten million people in that country, so it's roughly okay. So ten million 80, people, 000. so they've had they've had eighty two thousand. Then it's easy. The mass is easy. Where if we've had four thousand six hundred times that by sixty seven million for the UK population. Oh, could be their testing is. is a bit easier to test ten million people rather than seventy plus million people. So well, that that goes down back to my point about testing and yeah. just more more tests means more cases isn't actually true, is it? Okay, man. So one more thing then about another thing I get quoted a lot as well when when I start dismissing some of these myths is people tell me that, yeah, but the chances of dying from COVID are so small. Why why are we so worried? As of the 26th of September, 41,936 people in the UK have died from COVID. Okay. The total UK cases confirmed. So this is people that have had a test and been... um, I've been for a test is 429,000 so even without a calculator I can tell you that's around 10% of people actually it's 10.2% now I'm not saying you've got a 1 in 10 chance of dying from COVID because of the 429,000 cases these are only recorded because people have had a test right a lot of people didn't have tests in the early days never even you know and a lot of people don't even bother getting tested because they'd never bothered getting ill enough and thought that, you know, oh, well, I'll just shrug it off, right? So what is the best or worst, if you want to call it, what's the best case scenario for the the percentage of the UK population that you think have had the illness so far? I'd probably say probably just probably less than 1%. Less than 1%? Yeah. Is that because you don't know anyone that's had it? Uh, I probably, yeah, I don't know anyway, but oh. instead of looking at, I'm, I'm just looking at the mathematics. I'd probably say... Oh, yeah. 0.8, probably. Okay, so actually, the, the lower percentage that you come up with, the higher the death rate is. So, you know, if you say 1% of the population has had it and 41,000 people have died, that percentage rate is higher. If you say 50% of the population had it and 41,000 people have died, the percentage of death is lower, right? I can tell you that uh, ICL, um, which is the Imperial College of London, Right, they uh, they reckon it's actually about six percent of the population, or three point four million people. So three point three point four million people out of sixty seven million people in the UK, right, have um, 
have have had the virus. They say that six percent gives us the most gives us the most robust cross-sectional estimate of the number of people who have been infected during the first wave of the pandemic. Okay, so if our population is sixty-seven million and six percent are infected, right? That is zero point zero one six percent deaths, basically when you do the maths. So you divide 67 million by 6%, you divide that number into uh, 41,000 that have died from it, and it gives you 0.16%, right? So it sounds 0.016 sounds like a tiny number, doesn't it, right? But if you if you ramp these figures up, if, you, if everybody in the UK was to be infected with COVID, that's 67 million people, over that means... Uh, 0.016% means 1 million people would die from it, right? That is nine times more than the current number of people that have had it, that have died already. It's it's more than nine times. That's just that's just num- rough, in, rough numbers in my head, right? If you compare that with the flu, right? Again, I went onto the internet and looked for this. The chances of dying from the flu. So remember, so the chances of dying from COVID are 0.016. The chances of dying from the flu, which deniers or naysayers say uh, is, is, is a higher rate, is actually 0.0001%. Therefore, you are 16 times more likely to die from COVID than you are from the flu. If 100% of us did catch COVID and we had a million deaths, that would be one in 67 people would die. So 67 people catch it, one person dies, right? That's what it works out as. So if you divide one by 67, the number you get is 0.0149, right, which backs up the uh, ICL percentage figures because it's within a 0.001 tolerance. There's only there's only that tiny fraction different, right? So the numbers do back up and go back to the same 6% figure. So, yeah, just, so just thinking about that, Ren Carlos, right, you say some people have 1,000 people on Facebook, 1,000 people divided by 67. For each one of them, pick one of those person in that group. That's a lot of people potentially you could know, but... I, you know, I understand. I know, I know a few people that have had it. I know a few people that have died. You don't know anyone. Yeah. Rob on the call yesterday didn't know anyone. Um, it does, right? It does fluctuate by age as well, right? So this is an average. This is an average across the whole population, right? It does fluctuate by age. The older you are, the more, you know, with this one, the, the more chance you have of dying. So, for example, the uh, the Diamond Prince cruise ship, Okay, that was a contained, you know, pretty much everyone on it, on board got it. That was a pretty much contained vessel. It couldn't go anywhere. People weren't allowed off until it had run its course. And that actually gave an 8% fatality rate in people over 80. You know, that's one in every 12 and a half people that you know that are over 80. You know, might not allow. So what, what do you think of the one in 67 figure anyway? No, the, the figures, the, the, the figures, what you're saying makes sense, but it's just it's, it's not about the stats because you can throw stats at anyone. It's the it's the well, that, it's the stats being thrown at me that are angry. That people say people will just go, "You've got not blah 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 blah," because it looks like a tiny number, and it does look not point no, anything it, looks like a tiny number. People are going, "I'll I'll go, I'll take my chance, I'll take my chance." Yeah, if I'm it's, going. If it's, hold if on, get sixty-seven rise. people in a room, get sixty-seven people in a room, and pick one of them to die bit different now isn't it no it, that that makes sense it's just the people because the that's why you're getting a lot of uh pushbacks on people who are sort of like on your social media it's because they don't know anyone and some you get like you said some people who 
who've lost probably their family, uh, who are probably sort of like, yeah, COVID is the, it's, it's a fucking killer. But you get people who say it's yeah. more, they won't say it's a hoax, but that's what they're saying. And that's why, that's why you're getting this chalk and cheese because that's why you're getting these uh, debates on social media because you're getting one group who knows nothing about it and uh, they've had no personal experience from it. And you get people who've had personal experience and they've had loved ones or family members or close uh, friends who have passed away because of it. And that's that's the – in terms of stats, you can, you can make stats look amazing. You can make stats look shit. So I understand that. But what you're saying, yeah, mathematically it makes sense. It's just the – it's the – it's the kickback what people are looking at, and it's the that's why you're getting a lot of kickback on the on the uh, stats and stuff like that. And it obviously not point nor of something seems like if I give you a pay rise of not point two percent, you'd probably kick me in the face. But when you're talking <laughs> millions of people, <laughs> when you're talking like seventy million people, a billion people, then it looks fucking amazing. Yeah, if I, if I was to give you a pay rise, I said, right, Carlos, every sixty-seven pound you earn, I'll give you an extra pound. Sounds a bit better, doesn't it, than me saying zero point zero point blah 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 blah. Exactly, exactly. All exactly. exactly. oh, right, so every sixty-seven quid I earn, you know, I might do that in like four. I might do that in four hours. So every four hours he's going to give me an extra pound. Oh yeah, that sounds good. That's like that's like nearly two pound a day. Well, that's a good pay rise. That. Exactly over the, over the month it works. You know that's that, that's yeah that's te- that's ten pound a week. Hold on, that's yeah exactly that's forty pound. That's be pe- oh, petrol. Paid me for. For- yeah, yeah, he's giving me forty pound a month there. Pay rise, magic. Bobby just says, Mister Paris, take COVID out of the question. Rewind to the time last year where you could go to a doctor and get a test for a flu. Would you well, go to then- the doctors and get a test for a flu? No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because, like, say, flu has got no point. No, no, no. Not one percent chance of killing you if you've not been vaccinated against it. True. So yes, no, you probably wouldn't. So those extra couple of notes make a big difference. Huge difference. All of a sudden, huge difference. Yeah, all of a sudden it's one in ten thousand, not not one in sixty-seven. So yeah, you, no, you wouldn't. It's all it's all about risks. That's why. That's why COVID is more dangerous than the flu, despite what all these people keep saying about these tiny little fractions. I've literally done the maths there. People go and do your own maths. It's all out there. I just, I just went. You can Google how many people are in the UK, how many people have died. You can apply six percent if you want. You can apply ten percent if you want. Doesn't make much difference to ten percent. Like I say, the more people you assume have had it, then the lower the percent comes. You know, you thought it was only one percent of the population, Carlos. That figure, yeah, I, I... that figure be, you know, you'd be talking one in twenty. Uh, I think me and Bobby might be on the same wavelength here because I do think things like the overordering of PPE, the overordering of uh, ventilators. Are you saying we've got too many ventilators? No one's saying that now. Because the we've our we've gone from uh, you just you said yourself that by uh, the stats are showing that people are like literally doubling or tripling amount of people uses on ventilators because they need so to, go, to because they need to go on it, Carlos. Not not because to, they want to. But you need to justify it. You need to justify it. Literally, man, I can't. I cannot get behind you with this. You're literally not making logical sense. The NHS that aren't getting fucking bonuses for sticking people on ventilators, or do not have to justify sticking people on ventilators just because they've got a room full of ventilators. They are not going to stick you on a ventilator unless you need to be on a ventilator. End of. Just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. So I I disagree there. I think people do. There is an incentive, a financial incentive. It's like doctors will send you home when how many times have people been sent home 
and the next because day because it's about it's all about risk because they know they've got a person waiting that needs that bed that is completely that, again that is different that is nothing no, to do with sticking people it, up it, in the layers and justifying numbers you, you have to justify you have to justify you cannot if it's you, a risk if, 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 this, if you, this person's ill could they benefit from being in hospital for another day but will they still be alright if I send them home yeah they'll be alright meanwhile I've got this guy in A&E who really needs a bed that's that's different and that's a different issue with the NHS. That's a completely different story. That is not using medical equipment because you've overordered some. You're talking that there's no corruption. The higher you go up, there's more corruption. It's like you, you There's no money in the NHS. Where's the corruption coming from? Of course there's money in it. Of course there's money in it. I do think, obviously, I think there is some form of incentive in my personal opinion i could be completely wrong but that's my personal there is some kind of financial uh incentive I've, i i mentioned at the top of the show i've lost a friend on facebook already because of discussing this because unlike me and you carlos it might have sound like we fell out just then but you know we've not oh we always, yeah. we always we, we, that's the, we are the sort of like different spectrums like when we have discussions on nasa or moon landing or we are totally that's a good thing with yeah. people like you and i we can have open discussions and go okay we'll agree to disagree yeah. as we always do you'll still leave me a voicemail at 2 a.m <laughs> <this morning. laughs> uh, so i'm going to name check this person so don't know who this person is uh, this uh, so i was commenting on a friend's facebook post they were commenting all the people were commenting and jennifer louise said the worst thing is everyone falling out all over the place. No one seems to have respect for the views other than their own. I see people seeing liberties being imposed on. I see people worried. I see people trying to take in and deal with what an awful year this has been and how it's been how it has affected them. Some will have lost people, some will have lost livelihoods. The thing we should do is respect one another. And I just I just said to her, that is yeah, totally behind you. Absolutely even though we disagreed on the topic. Are totally behind on that one. My personal views is that personal responsibility plays a key role, and we are all in this together, right? If you're like no, you know, if you like Noel Gallagher or that Womble off loose women, can't remember what her name was. You know, if you're a COVID doubter, a denier, whatever, you know, a denier of one of the reasons we've talked about on this podcast, or or all of the reasons, then you know. That if you deny any one of them or all of them, there is still no reason to ignore or flaunt the rules, right? If you're wrong, and I personally think you are wrong, then you are a danger to others. You're thinking purely of yourself and the deaths of the second peak and, and any future lockdowns are owned by each and every one of these people that's denying these, denying these things and not following the advice. That's all we can do is follow the advice and get through it, right? I know that was a bit harsh, but that's probably why I lost a friend on uh, on Facebook because I basically said, "How wonderfully selfish of you." So finally, Richard Dawkins, right? You can argue over whether masks, hand washing, banning groups, etc., are effective. What you cannot argue is that you are personally entitled to take the risk as a matter of individual liberty. You risk other lives as well as your own. You can argue wrongly that the risk to others is small, just as you can argue wrongly that the risk to others from drunk driving is small. What you cannot argue, as many right-wing idiots in effect do, is that personal liberty is the only one consideration that matters. That's it. Peace out. Hmm. So you never quote Dawkins. What do you think about Dawkins, Richard Dawkins? Do you think uh, he makes Rich sense a lot of the time? 
I'm a big fan of Richard Dawkins. I followed his work. Richard Dawkins, in my personal humble opinion, is probably the greatest writer of science ever. Uh, but he's he's sort of like he's become this kind of symbol for atheism. Thanks to the people in the chat room. Thanks for coming back after the uh, the internet outage last night. Um, it's a shame that uh, uh, Bob the Builder. Um, <laughs> Uh, fit Bob couldn't come back on. He had some really good questions. I can't remember what they were now. Hopefully I've answered most of them. Stick around for some bloopers and outtakes and if you have enjoyed this, please give us a like and subscribe. I can't believe that's that's episode 19 and uh, we've only got one left. Um, before season two. Got loads of ideas. Yeah, before season two. Season two. Um, yeah, episode 20 should be a good one. Um yeah, I, I want as many people on the chat room as they can. They can literally ask us any random question. Bobby, ask us about the moon. Um, we'll answer that. So that the last episode is going to be recorded on the 7th of October, 8 to 9.30 start. Um, yeah, we, we're going to chat about a few things and reminisce probably. Um, maybe talk about and hint at uh, season two. And uh, yeah ask us any any of these random questions that you want to know um that'll be absolutely great uh and again yeah if you want to see anything covered in season two we've got a list going um but yeah we're happy to bump them up or we're happy to add them to the list if we've not already got them on there you know if it's Loch Ness Monster Bigfoot (laughs) whatever uh yeah Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot they're already on the list I don't know if I'll make it season two or get bumped to season three but uh yeah don't mention them they're already on the list. White, 20, 8, 5. Yellow, 23, 15, 18, 12, 4. Blue, 9, 19. Green, 18, 21, 4, 4, 5. 18, 12, 5, 19, 19, red, 